Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Better watch out, better not cry, better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town He's making a list, checking it twice Gonna find out he's naughty and nice Santa Claus, he's coming to town He sees you when you're sleeping And he knows if you're awake And he knows if you've been bad or good So be good for goodness sake Oh, you better watch out Better not cry, better not pout I'm telling you why Santa Claus, he's coming to town
Sometimes I just can't get myself to stop. Sometimes you wait till you're asleep. It takes one to get to eat. And put some sprinkly things on top. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. The ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees and bells and stars. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Now them sprinkly things just make things worse, cause they make them taste better than they did at first, and they're absolutely impossible to resist. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. Mm-mm. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Grandma's mad when they're all gone before she did the ice and put on. Yeah, but I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Jared, how about handing Grandpa one of those big old Christmas tree cookies? Uh-uh, Grandpa, that's mine. Well, Isaac... That Santa Claus cookie with all them sprinkly things on top. Uh-uh, Grandpa, that's mine. Oh, Kathy, honey. Carly, just leave those kids and those cookies alone. Now there's a benefit to all of this that you kids might have overlooked or missed. So let old Gramps tell you just what he's thinking of. You see, every time Grandma puts another batch in the oven, there's 15 minutes for some kissing and a hugging. And that's why I eat Christmas cookies all year long. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. The ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees and bells and stars. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Yeah, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Christmas cookies, Mr. Curly. And so we are so delighted to have this family joining us today. These are people that I actually really have come to love over the last several years. And we're going to be playing music from a much long-awaited CD. It's called A Better Place. So let me say hi to Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. Hi, Gary. Hi, Leah. Hi, Mr. Gary. And hi, Mr. David. Hello, Gary. Glad to be here. Glad to have you back with us. Glad to have you back with us. So you guys have just put together an absolutely fantastic CD. And, uh, Kathy, tell us a little bit about how this project came together. Well, as you know, Gary, we had been 
needing to do this for a long time and, and praying that the Lord would make a way for us to do it. Um, and we did, the doors didn't open, and so years went by. And um, all of a sudden, COVID happened, and uh, Leah's doing school from home instead of um, up in Oklahoma where she goes, and we're thinking about a good use of our time, and the Lord just made a way to walk into um, uh, the studio Allegro Sound Labs in Burleson. Um, and even at that, Gary, we are we are a slow boat. Um, <laughs> and it took us over a year to finish it. Um, um, but, but that was the impetus for getting it started. And, um, and we had had so many people asking for songs that we did uh, that they wanted to be able to take home with them and listen when they were away from the church where we played or the gig where we played. And so this is um, kind of a Sawyer's most requested song CD. (laughs) Well, we've been waiting for this CD for a number of years ourselves, so I can understand that. So, David, how did you go about selecting the songs for the CD? Uh, David or Leah, you want to answer part of that? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, for me, um, I like Kathy was saying, we have been well, the the thing about our band is it's we've grown up. The kids have grown up doing this, and um, right. our music just has evolved. And uh, we've got several of these songs on on the CD where, uh, like just like Kathy was saying, people. You know, we'll get done, and they come up, and they want to know, well, where can we we want to take some of this home? Well, right. the only thing we had, the only thing we had to offer was, you know, a, uh, some music uh, where we gathered around a mic, and uh, you know, Leah was singing a lot of this stuff, but it was she was six years younger, you know, right? And it's just not a, a good uh, portrayal of what of, of what the band has become, and. Um, you know, we had to pick and choose. I mean, there's some there's some other songs that we wanted to do, but I think, you know, pretty much these are the these are the hot the the ones most requested. I, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, and then of course right. we've got one Christmas. We've got an original tune that Leah wrote, uh, a Christmas tune that you know everybody's been asking for. But it, it really, I, I, everybody else could speak for themselves. But it was kind of a hard. There were some hard decisions, you know. We had to weigh mm-hmm. some uh, things out, you know. Right, right. And Gary, so, there's Leah? an additional component. Oh, sorry, Gary. No, that's all right. Go ahead, Kathy. So there's there's an additional component to this too, and David's exactly right about the songs we chose. And at the same time, we mentioned we walked into this during COVID, and so part of it is songs of hope and good news. And in the middle of all this, I got a cancer diagnosis. And so yeah. that, that whole theme of, of hope and um, uh, that whole theme of hope, I think you can see through most of these songs too, because that just has resonated with us personally. They're real personal to us. And then I think resonated with other people who want to listen. We need hope and good news right now. Amen. Amen. So, Kathy, you mentioned your cancer diagnosis. How are you doing? Uh, the Lord has been so good, Gary. 
and um, I am through with my big infusions, and we are so thankful, and my tumor markers are dropping, and we are so thankful, and um, we're just we're just talking to him about the path forward, um, uh, because my my particular kind of cancer has a pretty high recurrence rate. And so we're okay. just asking him how we keep that at bay. And um, I think he's, he's bringing us really helpful, hopeful answers. Well, we turn to him, and I know that Mary Kay and I pray for you daily. So we've got you in oh. thoughts and prayers all the time, all the time. Means, so we're going to get so a song. Well, thank you. You mean a lot to us. We're going to get a great song from the CD. This is one called Three Men on a Mountain. And when we come back, we're going to bring Leah into the conversation. In just a minute. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe. We are talking to the Sawyer family and playing music from a great new CD. Better play.
Three Men on the Mountain, that is the Sawyer Family Band, and a great, great CD, and we're talking with David and Kathy and Lee today on the Campfire Cafe, and uh, Lee, I want to kind of bring you in for just a minute. How has school been yeah. for you with COVID, and I guess you're back in school? Yeah, I am. Um, it's actually been going really well. Things are Things are starting to feel a little bit more normal. Um, I go to school in Oklahoma, just outside of Tulsa. Um, but anyway, when all of this stuff first happened, um, we ended up going home after spring break for the rest of the semester. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, as mom said, that really led to some, it uh, It was a, a difficult time for everyone. Um, everyone kind of has their, their COVID story, but it led to some really amazing things. It led to this album, um, I was able to get my first Mustang uh, because of COVID, um, a Mustang horse, not not a vehicle. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, yeah, so so it led to a lot of really great things. Um, but now, yeah, we're we're back at school, and, and things are things are feeling pretty normal now, um, at least at my campus. So. Well, that is yeah. great. That is great. Well, I know that you have written some songs in the past. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think I've played some in the past. But and we're not going to play it right now. But you have written a great song on this CD called "Song of a Donkey." We're going to play it a little bit later in the show. But uh, how'd you come to write that song? Well, I was just thinking um, about the the birth of of Christ and that journey that Mary and Joseph made to Bethlehem. Um, and we don't know for sure if Mary rode on a donkey, but but obviously traditionally that's kind of what people imagine, and, and it's really likely that she rode on a donkey to Bethlehem. And I just thought that was just so amazing that the most important journey ever that, that led to the birth of Christ that fulfilled prophecies that, that had been around for hundreds of years, this incredible journey that God used the little donkey <laughs> um, to do that. And I just thought that was so so special um, that that God uses humble things to just do these in, incredible that, that just leads to, to really incredible results. Um, so I thought that donkey deserved a voice. Um, so I, I decided to write that song from the donkey's perspective. And and I want there's uh, the chorus. The first line of the chorus says, "I I trod every inch of trail that they walked. I heard their prayers at night." And I thought about that, like what. Yeah, that donkey heard their conversations. He he saw everything that that led up to the birth of Jesus, and and I just thought that was really cool. So I it's thought I'd better write a song about it. <laughs> well, you do a great job with your writing, you know. And it, it was the donkey that took Jesus into Jerusalem too. You know, it's the latter days. That's right. It's yep. it's amazing how our equine play an important part in our lives and every aspect of it. So even in Jesus, absolutely. Life. Yep. Yeah. I well, this album yeah. is so good, and and as I was going through and selecting songs, I was kind of trying to go through a progression and things. And so this next song is one called "The Miracle Man." David, how did you select this one? David. David, are you there, David? David. Yeah, here I am. Yeah, how did you select the Miracle Man to be part of this? Well, you know, uh, so much of this goes, go, 
it goes back to my daughter, <laughs> you know. And she uh, she came to us. Of course, she uh, is constantly listening to just all kinds of music. Right. And, uh, you know, loves Johnny Cash, loves, you know, uh, the Carter family, you know, any, anything that she can get her hands on, she's, she really digs deep, and she came to us with this uh, with this Johnny Cash tune, and uh, you know we just we all fell in love with it. And I just there's so much about it. Uh, it's uh, the, not only lyrically, but I like there's a unison a part that we do in unison on this song that really. Uh, that really kind of drives it home, and that, and and I'm really moved by it. And I think when I heard Johnny uh, Cash's version of it, that was one thing that drew me in. But it's an awesome story, and and uh, it's just a great song. And so that's kind of that's kind of how I felt. But that was the reason I chose it. All right. And Gary, well, if you don't mind, I think Lee has yeah. got a couple of thoughts about um, why it resonated with her. Lee, what's about yeah. it? Yeah, well, um, when I when my parents told me that we were going to make this a gospel album, this isn't a very well-known gospel tune, um, but I just really love it because it talks about how even as as Christians, as Christ followers, um, we're gonna have to go through some some really hard stuff, and and it addresses that. Uh, but then it talks about the things that we don't have to do, not because of anything that we've done, but because Jesus did it for us. Um, and I just, I really loved that message. The last verse says, I've had mountains to climb, and I always will, but I don't have to climb Calvary's hill. Um, and I kind of feel like that that sums up my faith a little bit. <laughs> There's some really hard mountains um, to climb and, and hard mountains that are definitely going to come. Uh, but the great news of it is that, that Jesus climbed the hardest mountain of all for me <laughs> um and, yeah. and he took care of that so anyway yeah i just i really love this song this is this is one of my very favorites well this is a great song you guys did a beautiful job on it it's called the circle man it's from the cd a better place
Johnny Cash couldn't have done it any better. That's the Miracle Man, the <laughs> Sawyer Family Man. Great, great song. Great, great. So now that you've been in the studio and you've recorded this one, Kathy, how long before you guys going to get back and give us some more music? <laughs> well, we've all, as you can imagine, we've been having that conversation. And um, uh, we're hoping real soon, Gary, um, it may look a little different. Leah um, has an internship in Nashville in the fall. And um, we would like to do some music that really features her um, and in in styles um, in addition to the the gospel that we do. Um, So we'd like to get her ready for that. And and then, as you can imagine, people have already said, well, why didn't you do this tune? And why didn't you do that tune? Uh So, um, so again, we're just asking the Lord to open those doors uh, because, Making a CD, as you know so well, is not an inexpensive <laughs> endeavor. Um, okay. So we're just asking him to open the doors and let us walk through, and um, we're hoping it'll be real soon. Well, we hope so. We hope so. This is a great CD, and I'm going to go ahead and get to another song. We've got quite a few songs we want to try to get to before we're finished in this first hour. It's called Ain't No Grave, and uh, how did this one come about? Kathy? Well, this this is probably our most requested song, and um, mm-hmm. uh, people have been asking for it forever. Um, and, Gary, we just love the story behind it. So the, so the guy who wrote this song was 12 years old, and they fought on his deathbed. And oh, wow. his parents were praying over him, um, and this song kind of emerged from this 12-year-old boy. Um, oh. And then it lay dormant until he became an adult. Um, so, th- so that was in the 30s. And then in the 50s, he brought this song back to life. And um, it's just, it's been done a number of times, but it's so powerful that we really had to do it too. Well, you guys do a great job with this. It's Ain't No Grave. We're talking to the Sawyer family. And we are on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network's campfire. Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down When I hear that trumpet sound I'm gonna get up by 
the, the working ahead, title buddy. was from another song on the CD called Always Good. And okay. that's, that's, that's another right. great song written by Andrew Peterson. We love that song. But we, we thought, well, if people don't know the song, that, that might sound like we're bragging. <laughs> we're always good. <laughs> so, so we set that working title aside and thought, okay, we, 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 need, we need a different title. And actually, Gary, aren't we all longing for a better place? We you are. Know, we, yeah. I'm grateful that we're here, and um, I love life, but it is not easy. And we are all longing for a better place. We and are that, so, yeah. yeah, that just seemed to fit. Um, and again, it just seemed to speak to our time that there is a better place, and it is coming. All right, but I'm not, I'm going to be like the little boy in church one Sunday when the preacher asked who wanted to go to heaven. He didn't raise his hand. Everybody else did. He said, "You don't want to go to heaven, son." He asked him after church, and he said, "Yes, sir." But I thought you were taking load now, so he wasn't ready. This is a better place, and let's listen to that and come back on the Campfire Cafe.
That's a better place. Beautiful song from the CD, A Better Place. And you know, when we were talking about COVID and how it had um, given people an opportunity to do things like this album, but it really kept people from doing a lot of touring. So has your touring and traveling picked up quite a bit, Kathy? Um, again, Gary, the Lord has been so week to us and um so the traveling has been curtailed it's just now starting to pick up some but the the uh, he just brought all kinds of opportunities for us during covid um you know there were we play a lot of fundraisers and these organizations needed to raise money COVID or not. And so we did our music virtually, or we had a small film crew come in here one day and uh, um, filmed us right in the house. We set up our own little set, and we did the music for this nightly five-day fundraiser. Um, And there was a local, uh, it was awesome. There was a local church who um, knew they had to keep going, you know, how so many pivoted to um, online live services, and so they brought us in every Wednesday and for special events, and we played 52 times in a year. Wow! Wow! Um, um, it was just—I know—it was that church was such a blessing. Um, um, and then other churches still had music. Some of it we did on the back of a flatbed truck. You know, <laughs> some of it. Um, you know, sometimes it was us and the pastor and the sound guy, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, um, Gary, there were just people still needed to hear music. And and then we did um, uh, about monthly a Facebook Live concert, just our band in our, in yeah. our back room. And the Lord really used that to bless us. So, um, so we never, there was about a two-week period of time, I think all musicians went through this where we're looking at each other, this is the end of March, going, oh, my. (laughs) 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 What's going to happen now? 
And I think the Lord just wanted us to wait on him because he already had plans. Yeah. And uh, he just, we're so grateful he let that unfold. Um, anyway, and so so just recently, uh, and the, the reason we didn't travel a lot here in the last few months was um, largely because of my health situation and the right. doctors didn't want me far from, far from home. Um, right. But we've gotten the green light and uh, uh, we are hitting the road again. All right. All right. Well, I know people love seeing you performing, and, uh, and you guys are you guys are just absolutely great live. And, uh, mm. Yeah. Thank so you, I am Gary. so glad. I am so glad that you're getting out. There is a song I'm going to get to right now. This is for me my favorite song on the CD, and that's one called "There Was Jesus." And mm-hmm. uh, tell us about what this means to you, Kathy. Um, well, you know, in the waiting, in the hurting, you know, we were just talking about the beginning of COVID. What do you do with that? Um, and, and this song talks about looking back at all those hard moments and there he was, you know, and, but what this song also spoke to us about Gary is that um, as you get to know him better and better, it's not just looking back. He's there in the moment, and you know it, and you know it. Um, yeah. So, so we we just we absolutely love this song. We really questioned whether we should do it, you know, because Zach Williams and Dolly Parton, how can you come close <laughs> to what they did with this song? You just can't. You know, it is amazing. So we really debated about whether or not we could record this. But but the the lyrics meant so much to us that that we thought we, we just have to we just have to do this. Yeah, well I saw Zach Williams do this night before last. You guys do a much better job, but don't tell him I said that. But this <laughs> is a we won't say this is, a, this is a great song. It's a beautiful song. My favorite song on the CD is There Was Jesus.
Of, uh, of, of, of many people 
in both of our our lives. And so uh, that's kind of how that came about. But it really it really started out with that little guitar part, you know, and then that kind of inspired us to talk about uh, kind of how I am with a lot of songs, you know, it just, I'm kind of moved by the melody maybe right. on my guitar. And, and then you kind of come up with the story. And uh, so that's, that's how that came about. Well, this is from the good years. If you haven't purchased that CD, you'll want to do that as well. But it's called one more Christmas day. And we'll be back in just, In the book of life, 
beautiful song. One more Christmas. And then David Sawyer from the CD. The Good Thank Years. You. You're very welcome. You're welcome. Well, you guys have just been absolutely great to have on the show today, and congratulations on the CD. And uh, and now we're going to look forward to the next one pretty soon. So you're going to have to get busy. <laughs> we'll do it, Gary. Thank you. All right. All righty. So let's let everybody know how they can purchase the CD and uh, as well as the good years, and uh, and maybe keep up with where you'll be this next year. You want to tell us okay. about that, Kathy? Sure. Well, our website is thesimplegiftband.com. That's a good way to do it. You can email us at SawyerTunes, S-A-W-Y-E-R-T-U-N-E-S, at yahoo.com. That's a good way to reach us. Um, and then you can go to all the normal um, online channels, um, okay. iTunes, Amazon Music. Um, you can listen on Spotify. So um, the Sawyers are trying real hard to come into this millennium. <laughs> So you can find us out there too Alright, we look forward to that And you're also on Facebook So you can check them out on Facebook Oh yes, absolutely All of your social media But you guys have been absolutely great Leah, we're going to look for you in Nashville pretty soon Yes, I'm so excited (laughs) Yeah, so you've got a second mother here now So you'll just have to be ready for that Oh, well, man, that's yeah, that's just awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. All right. Well, we're going to close out this segment of the show with a song that Leah wrote. It's called Song of a Donkey. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Guys, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Thank Gary. you. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. Ah. Uh-huh.
paper for your souls, you children of the Lord. I had a week to bear his sign, but you have a life to bear him deep inside your hearts. Carry on the legacy of the lovely donkey. So you can call it a dream, say I really didn't see. I'm just a donkey after all. I know how true I saw God's love wound in you For an audience of livestock in a barn Yes, for an audience of livestock in a barn Oh, I trod every inch of trail they walked I heard their prayers at night No one saw it all Never be just a donkey, donkey, teenage couple Jesus for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Sherry Copeland, who is the chairman of Backcountry Horses of America. Right now, let's take a real quick listen to Let It Snow, Riders in the Sky. Let it snow. 
riders of the sky, let it let it snow. That's a fun song. Welcome back to Middle America, and welcome our guest, Ms. Sherry Copeland, who's the chairman of Backcountry Horses of America. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Gary. It's nice to be back with y'all. Well, it's good to have you back. Right here. Can you believe it's Christmas time already? This year has gone by so fast. So much is happening, but certainly looking forward to the holiday season. Yes. Um, while it doesn't seem possible, we're ready to celebrate Christmas. Oh, wow. Well, let's see. You're in Missouri, aren't you? Yes, I am. So today in Nashville, it's 70. How's the weather in Missouri? I bet it's close to that. It is. I looked at the thermometer just a few minutes ago, and it said 72 degrees, oh, which is wow. really unusual. Wow, wow. Yeah, I think I noticed in uh, my Facebook memories the other day, it was like 19 about two years ago here in Tennessee. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, but it, it, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I am in the Christmas spirit. And uh, how's your Christmas shopping going? Well, let's not talk about that. that that's kind of, um, <laughs> <laughs> that it, it'll, it'll get mine. done. <laughs> that sounds like mine. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to get my wife to Christmas. I hope she's not listening yet. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, we, won't, we won't tell. Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing for sure is that there will be a lot of presents and there will be a lot of ribbon and a lot of paper, and we hope everybody disposes of that material like they should. brings us to the topic that we're going to talk about today, and leave no trace. So tell our audience what that's all about. Sure, I would be happy to. Um, leave no trace is kind of an established component that is accepted um, across the nation as some guiding principles for effectively and using resources and the outdoors. And it's one of the main components of Backcountry Horsemen's whole light on the land education matrix. Um, there's a okay. lot that comes before Leave No Trace. There's a lot that comes after Leave No Trace. But the Leave No Trace principles is something that is not specific to horsemen. It is, um, you know, it can, it, well, the roots are in the backcountry, obviously. Um, right. They've been adapted so that they can be applied anywhere from remote wilderness areas to local parks and even to your own backyard. So it really Amen. is universal, and, and that, that's why we like to share that platform with everyone. Well, you said there was a lot that comes before that and a lot that comes after that. What is that before part, and what is that after part? The, the before part can be everything from um, picking your stock, um, horse safety, defensive horsemanship, just a whole plethora of beginning horsemanship and resource user information. So that, that's kind of where it starts, but that can be more specific to equestrians and backcountry users. You know, what type of saddles are available, you know, terminology even, you know, learning a, a, a decker from a 
Pulaski to, um, you know, just different terminology that is more specific into what your recreating and working platform is. Okay. And as you move into the leave no trace, it becomes more universal philosophy that then is adapted to your particular way of recreating, whether that is with horseback or hiking or bicycling. Um, and it really fits every user. Okay. Well, I know that I hate to be out on a trail somewhere and run into a lot of these plastic water bottles that people have left behind or uh, yeah. a lot of candy wrappers that have been left on the trail. And so you're enjoying the beautiful scenery, and all of a sudden, there it is. And uh, so leave no traces. If you bring it in, take it with you, right? Exactly. The catchphrase is pack it in pack it out. It doesn't take any more space or resources to pack out the wrappers than it did to pack it in when it was full. So it just makes sense. Um, and, and a lot of this stuff is just common sense and trying to teach people because they don't really intend to harm the natural surroundings and they may not be aware or consider the outcome of the decisions they make while they are recreating. And, and that's what we like to help facilitate, is, is letting them know, hey, that plastic bottle that you threw down, do you know how long that would take if someone like Backcountry Horseman doesn't come and remove it, how long it would actually be there? Hundreds of years. And most yeah. people are shocked at that and just don't realize. Wow. Wow. Well, for sure, I'm not going to be around to see it 100 years later if I come back across that trail again. But uh, Right, right. Uh, yeah. So how is the how is the program going with the, with the uh, reaching out to other people that are trail users, like the bicyclers and the hikers? I know that we talked about the right. initiative that you've got going. How right. is that and, working? And last time I was... Last time I was on your program, we talked about that Trails Are Common Ground yeah. national platform that we had launched in conjunction with other user groups. And that falls right into one of the other um, principles of the Leave No Trace platform, which is be considerate of other visitors. Hmm. It, you know, it sounds like a very common thought process. But sometimes we all need to be reminded that we're all there for the same reason and we, not, we need not be selfish with it. Um, share the trails. Uh, be respectful of those other visitors and um, share your knowledge with them. Well, it makes it a much, much more pleasant journey when you run into folks that you can share those things with and have common interest and in, in just not leaving your trash behind is one of those things that it should be like a no-brainer. You know, everybody should yes. understand. Yes. That. Fortunately, some don't. But, uh, it, it should be. So. Right. So and, what and that's else? What we, that's what we. That that's what we try to facilitate is just the friendly reminder. 
Well, that's that is what we need to be doing, and uh, and I love some of the some of the uh, video that you've got for people to look at and see how you should respond to people out on the trail as well. So, uh, is that being pretty well received? Think around the country. It's been what a couple of months. I, it, yes, it is. We we've gotten good positive feedback, and of course, um, suggestions on how to make it more equitable and more available to the general public. Um, it, it's hard to, when, when you have something that is directed at so many different user groups and platforms and individuals, it's hard to get that word out there. So we're working really hard to make it available for everyone. Well, that is a good thing. And uh, and we like to refer people back to the Backcountry Horsemen's website. So that's bcj.org. You can go visit that and see what's going on and, and some great video that's on there as well. And you have a pretty cool page on Facebook that people can go and visit uh, as well. Are you guys yeah. on Twitter and Instagram? Have you entered um, the Instagram we, world yet? We we are very limited. That is something that we're trying to um, move into these different social platforms to help with that. And um, sometimes backcountry horsemen a little bit behind in our technology, but we are working on that. In fact, we have a marketing and media committee that that's one of their charges in the very near future is to expand, you know, we're on Facebook, um, but let's expand and get it out there on Twitter, on Instagram, so that we can capture all the groups. And, and of course, when you're wanting to um, attract the attention of the younger people, I hate to use the word youth, but um, the younger generations, that's where it all is. You, you have to um, be visible and communicate in methods that we may not be, you know, um, the most forward thinking on. So that is something that we are trying to improve greatly. Yeah, well, I will, I will be, I will tell you, I, I tried to do the TikTok app the other day. And right now, TikTok is beyond. I can't, I can't do TikTok. But I am on Instagram. So they can look for us at equestrian underscore legacy on Instagram and we're there. But, uh, but TikTok is a little bit ahead of my time or behind my time or something. I'm just too old. I can't do it. <laughs> but, you know, we, we like to think you can teach an old horse new tricks. So <laughs> that, that's what we're that, that's what the philosophy we're using right now as we move into these other uh, more visible platforms. Well, I want to take a quick break, Sherry, and listen to a Colorado Cowboy Christmas by Angela Kirkham and come back and talk more with you about what's going on perhaps in the coming year for Backcountry Horsemen because it's almost here. We'll be right back on Saddle of America. Thank you.
still have my chores When the cows are fed I'll ride in once more Fire is waiting To warm me from the cold When dinner's done The Christmas Shepherds watching flocks by night so long ago. Chairman of Backcountry Horsemen of America, and we were talking about uh, the fact that it's not just leave no trace. What else is it, Sherry? One one of the uh, principles of the leave no trace is leave what you find. Uh, you know, when we all go out and recreate, uh, we see things that we like in nature, and we might want to take a little piece of that home with us. Um, yeah. But we can't. We we need to leave it there. Preserve the past. You know, don't don't handle the cultural or historic structures and artifacts. Leave them as they are, so that they can be enjoyed for years to come. Um, even rocks and plants. Um, 
they need to stay where they are. They're there for a purpose, and they need to remain. And um, don't don't add to. Don't build structures. You know, um, you know, drag logs to sit, or mark trails, or you know, dig trenches or anything like that. So yeah. we are a visitor there, and we need to respect that. Um, because it, it can be quite detrimental to the resource if you start modifying it. So enjoy it, take your pictures, um, and enjoy it that way and take the memory of it with you instead of the actual object. And, and that's something that we all have to work on because we all enjoy it so much. That is an excellent, excellent point to bring out. And I had not thought about that before, but that's, that is very important. Just because you like it, it doesn't need to be home on your mantle or someplace else. You just leave it where it is. That is a great point. Right. Yes. 2022 is right around the corner. We are wrapping up 2021. Are there any major accomplishments that Backcountry Horsemen has experienced in 2021 that you might want to talk about? Yes, uh, a couple of things. Of, of course, as I've mentioned before, the trails are common ground. Um, that was a really, really big step for Backcountry Horsemen of America, being um, recognized as an equal partner with some of the larger other groups, um, American Hiking Society, the Wilderness Society, um, so we, we felt really proud to be one of the major contributors on that platform. And that just leads to other um, partnerships and relationships. And that, that's probably one of our biggest challenges is developing those partnerships, um, bringing people together. Um, even though we may disagree, we can still work together for the greater good. And so that, that's something that we're always um, challenging ourselves and others with. Well, that's an, that's an important thing. And uh, I think we understand that in just our normal walks of life is to be able to find common ground, particularly today, to be able to find common ground and put away our differences and move forward that are especially important, like uh, trail usage for us. What do we have on the horizon in 2022? What do you see as some of the major opportunities or issues that are facing backcountry horsemen and, and trail riders in general? Well, uh, I, I think outreach um, and just reminding people, even our membership, um, that we do serve a purpose and to encourage more involvement. We get complacent sometimes mm -hmm. and kind of forget what our goal is. And so we um, are very excited that we have just um, established a new advocacy software platform that we will be able to communicate with our membership directly um, and effectively. Um, even though in this day of communication, uh, technology is wonderful, but right. still going through several processes and having it diluted 
um, was challenging. So we are now able to communicate with all, you know, 14,000 members instantaneously. If there is an issue that we need to, as Randy Rasmussen says, harness our grassroots, that's really where our strength is, is our members, our boots on the ground, and being able to communicate with them quickly and effectively if there is a national issue that arises, um, you know, potential trail closures or, um, you know, just anything on a national level that could be precedent setting, we now right. have the avail available software to communicate with them and so that we can communicate with our legislators. And that is so important across the country is to be able to reach out to our representatives and really let them know um, our positions uh, and uh, the backcountry horseman philosophy for our natural resources. So we're extremely excited about this new form of communication with our membership. Well, that's great. That, that is an exciting step right there. Exciting step right there. Yes, it, it's well, been a long time coming and planning, but we're finally seeing it um, come to reality and couldn't be more pleased. Well, that's great. That is great. So do you have any personal goals with Backcountry Horses coming here? Yes, increase membership. There you go. And that's, <laughs> and that's a very broad term, I realize. Yeah. But, um we had a former chairman that said, you know, backcountry horsemen is one of the best kept secrets out there. And we want to get beyond that. We don't want to be a secret anymore. And we want to uh, do that. And that all starts at our local level. Those, those local riders that are out there working on the trails, um, that, that's where it starts. And because without them, there is no state organizations and there is no national organization of backcountry horsemen of America. Um, we, we like to think of it is we're backcountry horsemen. The of what really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right. if you're in Florida or California, Missouri, we're all backcountry horsemen. And while we may not agree 100% on the processes, we're all in agreement on the goal, and that's keeping those public resources available for use for everyone. That's great. And, that, and I think that's an important statement there, make it available for everyone. So kudos, kudos. That's a, that's a pretty heavy goal. That is a pretty heavy it, goal. It, it is, um, but we're up challenge. All right. All right. Well, it's always fun having you on the show. It's, uh, it's great to have Randy join us on the show, and I'm tickled to death. It's progressing. And, uh, and look forward to 2022. We're going to have a big time and talk about some really important issues I know that Backcountry Horsemen yes. can help address. So we're looking forward to doing that. And do you have a Christmas wish this year? Um, I, I just wish um, families are able to celebrate together and uh, the reason for the season. And that's 
um, what I hope we can all enjoy and bring into the new year. Well, we look forward to the new year and we look forward to Christmas. I just got to figure out what to get my wife. Again, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> sure. We, we won't tell her. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. We look forward to talking to you in the new year. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Gary. All right. We're going to go listen to White Christmas. It's Kristen Harris. We'll be back in Saddle of America. Thanks again, Sherry. Maybe they're on the way back home right now from South Africa. So 
COVID, it, it changed a lot of things. So their honeymoon's put off for a year. But uh, we'll have to talk to Corbin and find out about the experience in South Africa when she's back. It's been a fun show today, talking with the Sawyer family. It's a great CD. And be sure and pick that up. It's called A Better Place. And it's always fun to have Sherry Copeland with Back Country Horsemen of America on the show or Randy Rasmussen. Those folks really bring a lot to, uh, to what we need to know about trail riding and trail usage. So a lot of fun having them on. Bobby Bell has uh, been off today, and uh, so I will just say be sure and check out her and Jim's online business. That's the Out West Shop. And you can find things that you need for Christmas by visiting outwestshops.com. And uh, I think there's plenty of time to get things shipped before the Christmas holiday. Maybe I need to go visit the Outwest shop and uh, find something for Mary Kay that might work. We've had a fun time today. We also started a new program that is on Facebook Live on the Equestrian Legacy Radio page called Equestrian Legacy Radio Presents the Soundcatcher Sessions. And so we are bringing independent artists on a Facebook Live program on the first Wednesday of each month. And last night was the first show. And uh, we visited with Mary Kay, and we also visited with the Renfries, very, very talented singer-songwriters. And so that was a lot of fun. But it's on at 7 o'clock every first Wednesday the month, so we're looking forward to being back in January there, and that is on the Equestrian Legacy Radio page on Facebook. We're going to close out the show with a great song from Sons of the San Joaquin. It's called I'll Be Home for Christmas. You can listen to this show in an archive podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or our website at equestrianlegacy.net. See you next Thursday, beginning at noon, for the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America. If only in 